Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome everyone to Word Alive Ministries. We're glad you're here. We love you guys, and more than that, God loves you. This is my when pastors not when when I'm not ministering attire because I, I'm opening up at the last minute. But God is good, right? God is good. So we love you guys, and we thank you. We're so so grateful that you tune in this morning, that you're that you're here, that you're excited, that you have anticipation for the Word of God, that you love the Word of God, and that God loves you. God is not mad at you. And we trust and believe God that at the end of this message, change comes. We believe that. I'm going to read this to you. I haven't read it to you in a while now. And it's manifesting God's glory. And it reads, it says, Every decision I make will either glorify me or glorify God. Every decision will be based on his opinion or mine. Every decision will either take me to the limits of what I can produce or what he can produce. If I want the outcome God promises, I must make all my decisions based on his motive, which is love, his wisdom, which is his word, and it's his word as Jesus taught it. And his power, which always manifests in those that trust in him. And I believe that we are a people that trust in God. We put our faith is in God. Our faith is in the risen Christ. That's where, I mean, we trust, we trust, we trust. So with that being said, um, it's been a while in fact. I don't think we've heard from Pastor in, I don't know, what, three or four weeks, something like that? So I know I'm excited. I, I know that you're excited. I know you're glad that you're not hearing from me again, but that's okay. My feelings are hurt. So glory be to God. So I do. I love, we love you guys so very much. And um, enjoy the message. Get Have your Bible ready. Search the scriptures. Search the scriptures. Don't take pastor's word for it. Search the, search the scriptures for yourself. Let this word be alive in you. It needs to be alive in you. It's the living word of God. Glory be to God. So I'm going to step away, and here is Pastor, and I love this man. Glory be to God. And this man loves you. Glory <laughs> to God. Amen. You know, the awesome thing about it is we love hearing from Pastor Pearlene because she, uh, because it's hearing from the Holy Spirit. And uh, when she does minister, I enjoy ministering. I, uh, ministering, I get fed. And, uh, and it strengthens me, builds me in my inner man uh, also. So uh, I Praise love this God. woman. Soon we'll be married 45 years. Praise God. She's a blessing. She's been a blessing. As a matter of fact, and uh, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but she was, she was really my example for what a believer should be like. Above anybody. I can't name anyone cool. anywhere on the face of this earth, face of this earth, throughout any time frame other than Jesus Christ has been a better example for what a believer should be. Glory to God. So with that being said, I love you. I love you. And I thank God for you. Amen. And, uh, and I'm God. excited about God's word. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna excited go about what he's so doing. So give, give us the word, okay? Amen. <laughs> All right. Glory to God. Well, welcome brothers and sisters. Welcome to our church family and to our friends, our Facebook friends and family and Anyone, anywhere on this continent, 
that's listening to us today. I'm thankful. I give a shout out to Word Alive Ministries, Nairobi, Kenya. Yeah, glory to God. Let me tell you, our Amen. church in Nairobi, Kenya, our Amen. church family, they are excited about Jesus Amen. and they are growing. Yes, yes, yes. They are growing. They have an awesome pastor there who loves Jesus. Uh, he spreads the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ in Kenya. Yeah. And we're excited about being partnered with them and being a family uh, as we go forward and just watch what God does all around the world. Yeah. Amen. Remember, we as believers are to bring glory to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Mm. The world should see Jesus in you and I. That's why we endeavor to know his word, to know what he's thinking at all the times, to understand what his will is, not to have to guess. There's no secrets about God. You know, there, there, there were mysteries and things, I understand that, but when you became a believer, he opened his word up to you. You know, I like, his name was Jehovah, the self-existing one who reveals himself. He didn't keep it a secret. He is the great and almighty God who loves you and who loves me. And he proved it in sending his own son, his word in the form of his son to come to this earth and to deliver you and I from the bondage that we were set in uh, at, uh, by no choice of our own. Amen? Aren't you glad you're free this morning? Aren't you glad that you have been recreated in victory? Glory to God. That you are a child of the Most High God. Father, we thank you this morning. We give you all glory and all honor and all praise. We thank you that you're a loving God and a loving Father who loved us so much that you sent your Son to live for us, to die for us, to deliver us, and to set us free, and to bring us into your family, Father. We thank you for that. Yes. We thank you, Father, because of that we're your children. We thank you for heirship. We thank you that we're your heirs. We're heirs, your heirs, and we're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, that you see us as you see your son, Jesus Christ. We're in your family, Father God, and you will never leave us nor forsake us. We thank you that we have the victory at every turn. We thank you that your word says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that would rise against us in judgment, we... We, with our words and with our heart, the beliefs of our heart, shall cast it down, glory to God. So, Father, we receive that. We thank you for the blessed Holy Spirit that comes this morning to enlighten us. We thank you, Jesus, that you sent the Spirit to testify of you. We thank you, Father, our hearts are open this morning that we would receive what you would have to say to us, Father. We thank you, Father for your love, we thank you for your mercy, and we thank you for your grace, that you, Father, are a God who would never ask us to do something that you did not give us the ability to do. So you gave us your grace. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. 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 Glory to God. I love when you opened up this morning... And you talk about manifesting God's glory. That's what we're supposed to do. And all of our decisions 
should be based on his word and on his truth and his reality. I make my decisions based on his motive, which is love. Amen. Amen. And his word, which is taught by his son, Jesus Christ. And his power, which always manifests itself to those who trust him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Aren't you excited this morning? I'm excited. I'm always excited about Jesus Christ. I'm excited that God would use me this morning and that it wouldn't be me, but it would be the anointing of the Holy Spirit that would work with us this morning. It would be the anointing. We're going to talk about fear this morning. Hallelujah. I mean, you know, we have nothing to fear. Glory to God. We have nothing to fear. God wants us released from all earthly or natural fears. And to grow in fear of the Lord. To grow in fear of the Lord Jesus Christ, of of our Father God. To grow in that kind of fear. Why? So that we can live in his perfect peace. Which causes us to access his wisdom and his guidance. Amen. Glory to God. Always causes us to have victory. It always causes us to overcome. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for it. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. Verse 10 says, Fear not, or fear thou not, for I am with you. And be not dismayed, for I am your God. For I am your God, and I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you. With the right hand of my righteousness. The strength of his righteousness. He is going to uphold us. Glory to God. Aren't you glad this morning? Aren't you glad? You Think about it. You have a God who is all powerful and almighty. Let me bring it home and make it more personal. You have a father. He said he is your father. If you're born again, if you... If you've accepted his son, then you're found in his son. Yes. Amen. 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 You're accepted into the family of God. Now he is your father who is all powerful. There's nothing greater. There's no one greater. No one mightier. I mean, this is a God that created the worlds by the word of his power. You have him on your working on your behalf. As a matter of fact, he's not working. He's resting because he's already done it. <laughs> so he's cute. already secured you and I in yes. his power. Yes. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Aren't you glad this morning? We're glad. The Bible mentions fear 400 times. And what it's showing us is that God knew that we had a propensity to be afraid. And that we really to know, we really needed to know him to the degree that we would only trust him. That we would only trust him. And that we had, and that we had his assurance and his guidance. Amen. 
And we need both. Amen? Yes, sir. As a matter of fact, the most often repeated command in the Bible is do not fear. Do not fear. It actually appears 51 times. Do not fear. I'm reminded of Judges, the book of Judges, chapter 6. And just, you know, quickly we'll look at verses uh, 23 and 24. Um, let me get over there. Just a second. Uh, verses 23 and 24, and it's talking about Gideon, okay? And uh, God was sending Gideon. He was getting ready to go into battle. Now, this is before he went into battle because Gideon, was he was fearful, okay? He's going up against the Midianites here, and then God says to him in verse... Um, in verse 28, I think I said, no, I'm sorry, 23. Look what God says to him. He says here, And Jehovah said unto him, Peace be unto you, and fear not. You shall not die. You shall not die. And it was then, that Gideon built an order, uh, an altar there unto Jehovah and called it Jehovah Shalom. Mm. And unto this day, it is yet an Oprah of the Abiraites. Now listen to me. Gideon found peace. Mm. He calls him Jehovah Shalom. You see, God is your and my Jehovah Shalom. Yeah. Jesus is our peace. Yes, the scripture tells us we have the peace of God Amen. that passes all understanding. Everybody say, I have peace. I have, I have peace. peace. And not just any kind of peace, but the God kind of peace. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That I have peace. So he told Gideon here, do not fear. He's telling you and I the same thing. Do not fear. You'll, you shall not surely die. You'll not be defeated. Don't fear. Amen? You see, there is a, a number of words for fear in, in Hebrew, but the majority come from a single root word, which means it's called yaira. Why? I hope I'm saying it right, but I can spell it. Y-I-R-A-H. And it has a wide range of meanings, but it's most often uh, translated as, as fear. Fear meaning to be afraid, to be terrified, or dreadful. Fear. But also, in, the, in a few places in this root word, it's also translated as awe, or reverence. Awe or reverence. Now, fear as to be afraid is the emotion uh, that, you know, doctors or, you know, whoever, they say that it produces a chemical. This kind of fear initiates a, 
uh, host of different chemicals in your body uh, or changes uh, uh, in your body and in your mind, in your brain, and it prepares you to, to fight or to freeze or to flee from any real danger. You've been there before? I have. Man, there's one thing. I know I was a big old boy growing up. And, uh, and when I was growing up, I never, my, my brothers used to tell me, man, you just don't know your strength. But I just didn't want to fight nobody. I didn't want to hurt anybody. I just, you know, I, I, I was one of those guys, I'd, I'd, go, I'd walk two or three blocks away to keep them fight, getting into a fist fight. Mm -hmm. But once you caught me, and you cornered me, much to your dismay, <laughs> because out of fear I was protecting myself, and I did whatever it took. You know, I'm just telling you. Fear will make you hurt yourself. It'll make you hurt others. It will cause you to freeze up and not be able to produce anything in your life. It'll cause you to flee and not face things that come that are perceived dangers. Fear comes to torment you. And you see, when you're in that mode, and especially as a believer, if you get into that mode, then there's no time to see God. By the time you get ready to see God, you're already in a deeper hole than you were before it ever happened. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 29. And we're going to look at verse uh, 25. Proverbs 29. In verse 25. Are you with me this morning? Yeah. The fear of man brings a snare. A snare is a trap. It's a trap. The fear of man brings a snare. But whosoever put his trust in the Lord, in Jehovah, shall be safe. Shall be safe. Did you hear what I said? Hear what the word says? Yeah. That is, if you put your trust in God, you're going to be safe. I want to be safe. Yeah. I am safe. Mm -hmm. No matter how bad it looks uh, or how much terror it looked like it would bring, I'm going to trust the Lord. Yeah. You're going to trust the Lord because you know he doesn't want you in fear. Because he doesn't want you defeated. Especially when he created you uh, in Christ Jesus to be undefeated. Yes. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Glory be to God. And on the other hand, there's that word fear that means uh, awe or reverence. To reverence, to be in awe or reverence. It helps us to gain the wisdom of God. Look at Proverbs chapter 10, chapter 9. You have to, we're going we're gonna to talk about the difference between the two. Proverbs chapter, what did I say, 9, and we're going to look at verse 10. And Solomon says here, The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of God, or the reverence, the awe of God, how you see God, do you see him as all powerful and almighty? Do you 
trust his word, which says he'll deliver you, or he has delivered you, or do you trust his character? Do you trust him to do what he said he would do? Are you in awe of him? Do you reverence him? When fear comes, do you look it in the face? Do you deny it and do you see your Savior? Do you see God? Do you see him in his power and his might and his dominion? Do you begin to see how much he loves you? Do you trust him to do what he said he would do? This is reverencing the Lord. Or do you reverence that thing that comes to put you to flight, that comes to harm you, that comes to keep you in darkness, that comes to devour you? One great man of God says, if a man has fear of anything, except the creator, he is in some degree an, an idolater. For fear is to offer worship to the thing that you're fearing. That's horrible. And this is a form of worship, and worship should only be offered to the Lord. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? What, what are you afraid of that causes you to run? What are you afraid of that causes you to seek help in alcohol, drugs, sex, controversy? What are you afraid of? What are you running away from and not running to God with. In other words, what's attacking you that, that is too big for God to handle? What, is, what are you running from that would cause you to seek temporary comfort? When you have the power of the Most High God, when you have the, the life and nature of God on the inside of you, when you're undefeated. See, we have victory. We triumph in the victory. How do we get the victory? Jesus won the victory. Yes. So we triumph in the victory. Amen? Amen? Aren't you glad about that this morning? Amen. Amen. Is this helping anybody? Yes, it is. Let me help you understand something here. We ought to worship no thing or person Because when we do, it separates us from the love and the guidance of our Father. Let's look at Psalms chapter 118 first. Psalms 118, and then we're going to look at another verse right after that. Um, what did I say? This is a Psalm 118. <laughs> Psalms 118, and we're going to look at verse 6. God is on my side. I will not fear. 
God's on your side. Don't fear. God is on my side. I will not fear. Jehovah, uh, well, it says, what can man do unto me? God's on my side. What can man do unto me that God won't undo? That what can man do to me that God won't remove or protect me from? Nothing. Nothing. God needs you to be fearless. Um, and he needs you to be, he needs you to be fearless. He needs you to fear him in awe and reverencing him so he can accomplish in this life, in your life, what he needs you to accomplish. Because if you don't get to that point, if you're walking in fear, you'll be stunted. You won't be able to accomplish anything for you, for your children. You won't, you won't be able to accomplish anything. You'll be in fear, and, and you'll be withdrawing. you definitely not going to accomplish anything for the kingdom of the Most High God. And we have to, we must remember that we are the carriers, believers are the carriers of the glory of God. How will the glory of God reach the world if you're in fear? Amen? Amen. We're not to be in fear. Amen. Once again, that verse says, verse 6, God is on my side and I will not fear. What can a man do unto me? Why would I hold a man higher than God? Why would I be afraid of a man? Amen? Amen? Why would I be afraid of anything? Hallelujah. I don't want to be separated from the protection of God. Look at 29, uh, Proverbs chapter 29, and let's look at verse 25. Proverbs chapter 29, and uh, verse 25 says here. It says, the fear, I think I read this a minute ago. And once again, the, the fear of man brings a snare. A snare. But mm -hmm. <clears throat> well, if we put our trust in the Lord, we're safe. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Amen. Because of fear, the Israelites who left Egypt in bondage, who left bondage, they wanted to retreat. They wanted to turn around. They wanted to go back and go right back into bondage. Instead of advancing into the promised land. They wanted to go backwards. They wanted to go back into the into that land instead of going into the promised land where God where where they would be under the reign of the King of Kings, of the Lord of Lords. Why you want to go back? Why would you want to go back? Don't you want to be over we were talking about this, I think Pastor Pearlie mentioned this last week and it blessed my heart. She said, what is the kingdom of God? It is the rule and reign of the Almighty God. The kingdom of God, which is in you and I, is the rule and reign of the Almighty God. Let me say it again. It's the rule and reign of the Almighty God. It's where he rules, and it's where he reigns. Glory to God. Has nothing to do with man and their politics and their mess and all this mud that believers tend to get tripped up and tricked up into, can't even see God, they won't even see Jesus because they're so focused on this natural, filthy, natural realm. This is not where we live. 
Yes, we physically reside here. We respect the laws of the land and do those things. But we don't look to men to be our Savior. We got but one Savior, and his name is Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one. And we live in him under his anointing. Glory to God. God's not interested in your legislation. He's interested in souls and hearts being saved. Men born out of darkness, out of fear, and born into light, and born into victory. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. He's not interested in your crooked mess. He's not interested in lies on top of lies and stealing. He's not interested in decisions that men make that go against his word. He's only interested in one thing, that we would do his will and do what he did. The scripture says that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Glory to God. Yes, Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We live under the reign of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords because fear will keep us from moving in our destiny. It will keep us looking at men to make the changes that only God can make, that Jesus has already made. You see, men think and see to what they see because they don't see the victory that Jesus won. They don't recognize what Jesus had done on that cross. They don't recognize when he rose, when he rose from the dead and he's seated at the right hand of the Father that no man can stop what he says uh, he will do. He tells us to only believe. He says the just shall live by faith. And he didn't, he didn't say by fear. He said the just shall live by faith. He said, no, there's only one good. God is good. Let God be true and every man a liar. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We have to ask ourselves, who or what is greater than God? One thing about God, he doesn't bring division. He brings unity. He wants to bring us all into the fold in Christ Jesus and we all be on one page. That we all be in unity. Not dividing here, dividing there. Now, yeah, I know what you say. You sit back and you say, well, he said he set mother against daughter and father against... Well, listen, let me tell you something. Don't be ignorant. He wants to bring you in the truth. He said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It is the truth that will bring you out of fear. It is the, when fear leaves you, freedom comes in. Ooh, glory to God. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Who or what is greater than God? Let's look at God's people in the old, under the old covenant. The Israelites. They were trapped by the Red Sea. But God! <laughs> but God! He parted it for them. They had no food, nor did they have anything to drink in that desert, in that barren that had no food to drink. But God, but God rained down daily heaven from food, daily manner 
daily bread he rained down from heaven. You want something to drink? But God bought water from a rock for them to drink. But God kept them and protected them. God, when men would be fearful, but God they felt they couldn't defeat the giants to defeat the giants in Canaan. They were fearful, but God, the God who promised, not only did he promise it to them, he helped them move into the land. He helped them possess the land. What are you afraid of? Who's greater than your God? Who's greater than your God? Nobody's greater than your God and my God. Nobody's greater than our Father. He loves us with a love. He calls us his children. Do you love your children this morning? How much greater is he than you? Amen. How much more power does he have? Matter of fact, he'll protect you. And he'll protect the children that you can't protect. How do we protect our children? By the word of God. By prayer. By taking God at his word, by speak, uh, at his word, by speaking the words that God gave you, that God put in your heart, that he wrote in your heart, that he put in your mind. By speaking those words over your children, glory to God. And over your life, hallelujah. But God, he will honor his word. He wants you to come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. He wants you to understand the promises of God. When he says all promises, uh, my promises are yes, all the promises of God are yes, and they are amen, according to his word. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We got to be careful that we don't repeat the same uh, mistakes that the Israelites made. We have to learn to acknowledge God as our all in all. Hebrews chapter 13. Verse 5. Verse 5 says, I see, am I in 13? Oh, hold, on one, hold on one second, I'm in the wrong. All right, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Let your conversation or your behavior be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Do you believe that this morning? Yes. Do you believe what God would say that he would never leave you nor would he forsake you? Then, Jim, what do you have to fear? Fear. What do you have to fear? Let's look at, uh, let's go back to Psalms. I'm going to look at verse, uh, uh, chapter, uh, chapter 27, and I'm going to come back here. Psalm, uh, Psalms, uh, uh, 
chapter 27. I'll start at verse 1. Oh, my. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me see. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Let me, let me, let me, hold on now. The scripture says the Lord is my light and my salvation. And then that word salvation, sozo, saving. He's my deliverer. He's my deliverer. He's my peace. He's my strength. He's where I prosper. He's my health and my wholeness. He's my healing. He's my protection. He's my provision. He's your provision. He's your protection. He's your, he's your savior. He's your deliverer. He's your peace. The Lord is the light. Is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That one verse just said that he is your everything. It's as, 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 uh, as the scripture says in, uh, in uh, I believe it's chapter 2 of Colossians, verse 10. He says, for we are complete in him, lacking nothing. Thank you. Amen? Amen. Do you believe it this morning? Amen. Yes. Yes. Amen. I yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. to God. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Matter of fact, we'll be over there for a minute. First John chapter 4. And verse 4. Oh boy. Here we go again. Here he is again. He said, you are of God, little children. You are of God little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You know God loves you? Yeah. You know that? Do you know he loves you? Verse 17, herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no, what? There is no fear in love. There is no fear in love 
Why? Because perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. Fear has torment. God doesn't want you tormented. He wants you to know how much you love him. He loves you. He wants you to know he has the ability, and he has the ability to deliver you from fear. Fear is not supposed to reside on you, in you. Fear is not from God. God doesn't want you fearing him to where you, where, uh, you think he wants to hurt you or punish you. He's not mad at you. Pastor Perlene said that when she opened. He's not mad at you. He loves you. And if you think he's mad at you, you'll be in fear forever. But if you think he loved, but if uh, you know he loves you, then it will drive that fear out. Amen? Amen. Do you believe it this morning? Yes, amen. Glory to God. Let's take a quick look at where fear came from. Genesis chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 8 through 10. Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 through 10. In verse 8, this is of course after Adam, Adam had been disobedient, Eve had been deceived, and God is searching for them in verse 8. He says uh, um, here, and they heard the voice of the Lord. Let me go to verse 7 just for the sake. Uh, verse 6. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes. See, God told them not to eat from it. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. And she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also to her husband who was right there. Mm -hmm. And he was disobedient and he did eat. Mm -hmm. And the eyes of them were both opened and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Look at all the things that came upon them. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees in the garden. Of the Lord God and amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where are you? And he said, I heard, uh, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid. Fear had set in. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree wherewith I commanded you that you should not eat? And then, of course, he goes on to blame his wife, and then the blame goes on. But the bottom line is, the thing that happened here was fear came. What happened was his nature was changed. What happened on, he had a demonic nature. He had a new father. He had a new nature, a demonic nature. And that nature came down from generations after generations to to all of mankind, that's why we had to have a deliverer. But I want to show you something. Colossians chapter two, look at verses thirteen through fifteen. 
Colossians 2. And we'll start at verse 13. And it says here, And you, being dead in your sins, it's called Adam. And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, have he, have he quickened. Have he quickened together with him. In other words, listen. Having forgiven you all your trespasses, he quickened you. You who were dead in your sin and trespasses. You who had an evil nature. He quickened. He made you alive by doing what? By giving you his nature. By filling you full of his life. Glory to God. And you have he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out all of the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary uh, to us, and he took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Now look at this. He stripped the devil, having, oh, glory to God, having uh, spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, openly triumphing over them in it. He stripped Satan of all of his powers. All of his He stripped him of his powers. He gave, first he gave you, then he gave you his very own nature. He gave you his very own life. He made you alive who was dead. He made you alive. Everybody say, I'm alive. I have the nature of God. I have the life of God on the inside of me. Say, I've been delivered. Satan's been rendered powerless. I have nothing to fear. I have nothing to fear. Glory be to God. I have nothing to fear. Amen. Second Timothy chapter one verse seven. Second Timothy one seven. Second Timothy one seven says here. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Amen. God has not given us a spirit of fear. See, that, was a, that spirit came from that old dead nature, uh, and it came from an, an evil spirit, but see, we just saw that he gave, he quickened you and I, and he gave us his nature. So what was in his nature was power and love yes, yes. and stability of mind, glory to God. Discipline of mind, ability. God strength, his ability, and he's given us his capacity, glory to God. What have you and I to fear? Absolutely nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing. Glory be to God. We have nothing to fear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have nothing to fear. Glory be to God. Look at that verse again. For God has not given us a spirit of fear that's not in his nature. That's not his nature. Mm -mm. 
We have his nature. He didn't give us a spirit of fear, people. Brothers and sisters, in you, whether you access it or not, if you're a born-again believer, in you Amen. is love, well, power, love, and a mind like Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. God doesn't want you trapped in the fear. Amen. He wants you to be victorious. Amen. He needs you to spread his glory throughout all this earth. Amen. You are the hands and feet. We are the body of Christ. Yes, he don't need us caught up in mess. He needs us free that he can use us because we, like God, are to set the captives free. Like Jesus. Amen? We, like Jesus, are to undo what Satan has done in the lives of people by sharing Jesus Christ, who's already defeated Satan. God needs you fearless. God wants to work in your life. If fear is in your life, faith will never work. And you need faith, because the just shall live by faith. We live by faith. You want change in your life? You want change in your circumstances? You want change in your family situation? You want change in your children? You want change in your generations from one? These are all promises of God when you come into the family of God. Do you want to walk in these promises? There is no but. Let nobody tell you but. There is no but. It is what God says he will do if you will trust in him, if you will fear him, which is to be in awe of him and to reverence him. And to believe and trust what he said he will do and what he's capable of doing. Glory to God. Well, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that this has blessed you this morning. I pray that I pray that you would pray the prayer. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I recognize that you have delivered me from fear. I recognize that you did not give me a spirit of fear. And if fear comes, it has come from a counterfeiter. It's come from an adversary. It's come from someone who's already been defeated. But you, God, help me to understand. Open the eyes of my understanding that I may understand that you have given me your life. And you have given me your nature, Father God. And that your son is in me, that I am one. I'm an heir with the son of the most high God, who is fearless. Reveal to me, Father. Reveal to me in my heart that I have nothing to fear. That I've been delivered and set free from fear. Thank you. And thank you this morning, Father. For power, your power, your love, and the mind of Christ. In Jesus, name. in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray that you pray that this morning if you're dealing with anything that will cause you to stumble or things that will cause you to set back or not to go forward or not to step into the things that God called you to do when you know you're supposed to step in, when you keep making an excuse because of fear, when fear has you bound, when it has no right to be, fear is operating against you illegally. Don't let that happen. 
Walk in the victory that you have in Christ Jesus. Get in his word. Study his word. Believe his word. Declare that word. When you open that Bible, that's God's personal love letter to you. That's his personal love letter to you. No, he's not mad at you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And he exercised his wrath on his son, Jesus. Don't let these lying spirits come and tell you that God's going to exercise his wrath on you because of him to exercise his wrath again. He, he, told, he promised Jesus that he would not exercise his wrath again until every believer is out of here. So he's not exercising his wrath on you. He's not put sickness and disease on you. He's not taking your money. He's not causing you to be broke. He's not making you sick. <clears throat> He's not causing turmoil in your family. He's not punishing you through your children. No, he loves you. And he's delivered every one of you. He's delivered you from every one of your circumstances. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I hope you enjoyed this message today. I hope you received from it. If you believe it, just thank God for it and let him build you up in these things. If you don't believe it, I'll see you next week and we'll try again. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah.